And I'm back for episode number four of the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. And I want to thank you guys for listening so far because I've gotten a lot of feedback about the first three episodes. We did some discussions on anxiety, relationships, uh, building a business in bodybuilding. And this week I want to discuss social media and sponsorships and how they relate to each other. Uh, I held my... Fuad Abiyad Championships show this past weekend. And there's a lot of young bodybuilders there, a lot of bodybuilders are wondering about what to do. I got a lot of questions from young guys about what's the best piece of advice you can give me, what's, how do I get sponsored, what should I do to excel in the sport, and uh, these type of questions. So one of the main things I think is lost on the younger generation of social media. And it's not, I'm not, I don't mean in a sense that they don't know what's going on. I mean, social media is a young man's game, right? But I don't know if a lot of young bodybuilders understand what companies are looking for because when I see young young bodybuilders coming up and what they're posting, a lot of it seems random. There's no rhyme or reason to it. And they don't understand that they have to really work at social media to make it uh, part of their business. So I want to get into it a little bit. So first, I'll give you guys a quick update on the arm. I'm still wearing this brace. For those of you guys watching the YouTube uh, version of this, you can see I'm wearing the brace. But uh, I got a 30-degree bend in it so far. And every couple weeks, I'm going to increase 20 degrees. So hopefully in about six weeks, I should be back to uh, full range of motion and ready to train uh, and do everything fully back to normal and ready to strengthen this arm again. But anyway, on to social media. So what I wanted to touch on is this. First, I see a lot of delusion. Uh, I actually stood in line behind a girl talking to her mother at uh, FedEx one day, and she was saying her goal was to be a YouTube star. And she had 300 followers, and she posted a photo, and it got 50 likes, and she thought that was incredible. And I think you really have to look around at the landscape and see who is making money, who, what type of followers actually garner you some money. She was happy, and I overheard the whole conversation. She was happy because some purse company or watch company or something had messaged her and said, we're going to send you some free watches to post on your Instagram. Now, companies don't care. To them, if you have 300 followers, 1,000 followers, 30,000 followers, if they can get you to just post their product, that's extra eyeballs. So it doesn't make you a success if 10 companies come to you and say, will you promote our product? It may make you feel important, but it doesn't mean that you're running a business. It just means that you are promoting their product and you're putting their product in front of more eyeballs. Now, what your goal should be is to be advertising for these companies, but getting your worth, which means if they're going to make money, you're going to make money. And that is the only way that you can call it a business. If you're just promoting products for free and it makes you feel important, that's great. It may make you feel good, but it's not a business. It's a hobby. So first, like I said, I want to go back to delusion. If you have 300 followers in a company's eyes, that's not important. If you have a 5,000 followers, that's not good enough. If you have 10,000 followers, 
They may look at you depending on the size of the company. But in bodybuilding, if you want a sponsorship and you want to get paid, you know, you're looking at thirty to 50,000 followers. And even then, you may only be looking at $500 to $1,000 a month, depending on the company. For a company to, in bodybuilding, now every, every genre is going to be different. But in bodybuilding, I've dealt with some of these companies. And for them to look at you and really want to pay you there's a few things that have there's a few boxes that have to be checked off. First, how many followers do you have? If you have 30 to 50,000 followers, you may be able to ask for some money. Now, it doesn't mean you're able to ask for $5,000 a month. I've run into this because I help some of these companies and I help some of these athletes. Now, some of these athletes will come along with 30,000 followers and say, "I want $5,000 a month." That's not going to happen. Okay? Not in bodybuilding. You may get 500, 1,000 if you have 30 to 50,000 followers. If you have 100,000 followers, 200,000 followers, 300,000 followers, you may be able to ask for more depending on the size of the company and who you're, who you're talking to. But that's only one piece of the equation is how many followers you have because you can buy followers and companies know this and they have software that can weed out who's buying followers and who's not and they can see what you're doing. The second part of this equation is the companies look at your interaction. They're going to look and see, okay, he put a post up, he's got... 50,000 followers, how many people like the photo? Now, this is going to go in waves. Like for me, for example, when I'm competing, my interaction levels might be a lot higher than they are when I'm not competing because people are not as interested in what I'm doing just in the off-season. So you may see somebody like myself with 300,000 followers who's only getting a couple thousand likes on a photo, but it could be the middle of the off-season and nothing interesting is going on. But at the peak of a contest prep, I might get eight, nine thousand, ten thousand likes on a photo because people are more engaged in that transformation. So they do take that into account. So they're not just going to look at one photo and say, oh, he only got 300 likes on this photo. He bought all his followers. No, they're going to look at a trend and see what's his interaction rate like. Okay, so that's the second part of the equation. The third part of the equation is what does the comment section look like? Is it all spam? Is it all negative comments? Uh, is he or she responding to people? Is he or she trying to help people? Um, is the interaction, the actual interaction in the comments section valuable? Or is it just he's ignoring everybody or she's ignoring everybody and there's no, there's no interaction at all? This is the third part of the equation. So... When you're doing your social media, you have to keep these, these things in mind. You have to say, okay, I can't just post random photos. I can't just post, okay, I had Subway today. I'm going to take a picture of a sub and post it. That may, 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 may work once. Somebody might want to know that you eat Subway. Or you post a picture of your shoes or whatever. These things are not valuable. They're, they're okay because people want to know what your personal life is like and the things you like in your life. Okay, he likes Subway. He likes Jordans. He likes... Chucks, whatever it is, right? But people want value. Are you entertaining? Okay, if you're not entertaining, are you offering information? If it's not information, are you posting photos that I want to emulate? Like maybe some people have fashion type Instagrams where they're posting different outfits that people can copy. Um, you have to offer something of value. It's not just I got to post some content, so I'm going to take some random photos and just post them, and my captions are useless. They're just bullshit captions. 
and bullshit photos, and I'm not offering any value. You may actually get a following that way. Could could happen if you're a good-looking guy, good-looking girl, you have a good physique. You could still get a good following doing that. But what's your interaction like? Are people actually commenting on the photo? Are people actually engaging with you about what you posted? Or are they just liking it because you're a good-looking guy or girl and that's it? This matters for this reason. If a company signs you because you have 500,000 followers or 100,000 followers or 50,000 followers, but it's all because you're pretty, you're a good-looking dude or you're a good-looking girl, but your interaction is shit, you're not offering any value, you're not offering any credibility, you're not offering any information, that company knows when they pay you to represent their product, you're not actually going to be able to sell their product. You're just basically eyeballs, which means, okay, I'll give you an example. Let's take supplement company X. They see somebody, he's got a good-looking physique, he's a good-looking face, nice hair, the whole bit, but he offers nothing in the form of information or uh, brains. Like he's not offering any type of information that people want to follow him for because they want to learn. The company now knows, okay, he's going to eventually have two, three, four, five hundred thousand followers because he's good looking and he's interesting or whatever. But they also know that he's not going to be able to sell my product because nobody is following him for his for his intellectual side. They're following because he's good looking or he's got a good physique. So if you want to have companies really value you, you should be not only focusing on how you look appearance-wise in your face or in your physique or whatever it is externally. You should be focusing on how, how happy are my followers to follow me? Am I Am I commenting back to them? Am I trying to actually interact with them? It's not just a word, interaction. Am I actually trying to interact and engage with them on a daily basis? Am I actually offering them information? Am I telling them how to do the exercises? Am I telling them what to eat? Am I telling them why nutrition is important for X, Y, Z reason? Because then when a company looks, they go, oh, okay, this guy's good looking. He's got a great physique. And he's offering information and people follow him because he's smart. So now that's like a triple threat. The company goes, holy shit. Okay. This guy not only looks good, but people trust him. And they, if he says, I like this product because it does X, Y, Z, people know he's not full of shit because he's been giving them this information all along. So when you're, when you're promoting your social media, when you're promoting yourself, and your goal is to get paid by a company to bodybuild or whatever or to do social media, you have to keep these things in mind. What am I offering people? You, everybody has a strength, okay? I'm not comical. So people don't follow me because, oh, Fuad's funny. I already know what my niche is. People follow me because I'm intense, they want to get some motivation from my posts, or because I'm posting... Um, on the intellectual side, I'm posting why you should do an ex- this specific exercise or this specific intensity technique or why you should eat this food or take this supplement. So I know where my bread is buttered. You have to find what works for you. Maybe you're just really good looking and people are going to follow you because you're really good looking. Maybe you dress really well and people are like, hey, I like that guy's style. I'm going to follow him because I like his style. 
maybe you just do crazy shit. You know, maybe you're just, your Instagram is outrageous and people just are like, what are we going to see next? Now, the, all these things are important when a company's looking at you, okay? But going back to delusion, one of the things I see a lot of in, in nowadays is, I got a thousand followers. What are you going to pay me? I've seen these emails. I work with, I worked with various companies on trying to get athletes. And I see these emails. I have 5,000 followers. I'd like two grand a month. I have 500 followers. I want to be a sponsored athlete. You guys have to understand it is a very, very competitive world. Not only should you have followers, even if you have 30,000 followers and somebody looks at your page and there's nothing of value there, they may pass because there's somebody else with 30,000 followers right behind you. So number one, drop the delusion. Okay, There's a lot of good-looking people. There's a lot of good-looking physiques. There is a lot of people with a lot of information. How are you separating yourself or... Maybe you're not separating yourself. Maybe you're doing the same thing other people are doing, but maybe you're doing it just way better. Okay? So, and have some rhyme or reason to your posts. I know I see people posting, like, these motivational quotes, and they post, like, every day they just post a motivational quote. Company looks at that. They don't see any value. That's not, a, that's not an Instagram. That's not – people may follow you because they want to see – they want motivation. But to a company, that's not any value. There's no value there. Or if you're a girl and you're just posting your fucking ass every day, okay, the company knows, yeah, she's going to have eyeballs so we can sponsor her because, because there's eyeballs there. But we're not going to pay her what we're going to pay this other girl that is good looking but also offering information or she's funny or whatever because that girl's going to get eyeballs but people are also engaged. So you have to keep in mind, it's not just followers it's not just eyeballs when companies are looking. Because if you have a lot of eyeballs, you may make $1,000 a month. But if you have a lot of eyeballs and people are, people are engaged and they trust you and they want to listen to you, you may make $4,000 a month. Like, you have to understand that this isn't just a game. You're, you are an advertising tool for these companies. So you have to strategize your Instagram your Facebook, your YouTube. It's not just whatever I feel like posting today. Kind of think about it. One day, a physique photo. One day, a nutrition photo. One day, uh, an exercise video. And don't do 15 posts in a day. Nobody wants you blowing up their Instagram. That's going to lose you followers. When you're doing stories, don't do, you know, sometimes I see people with stories and they're doing like 40 stories. The majority of people are swiping off of that. You know, five to ten stories. I usually try and keep mine to three to five unless I have a really interesting day. Some people are going to watch all of them, but a lot of people aren't. You have to keep people engaged. And I'm guilty of not always doing that. Sometimes I post too many exercise videos and stuff like that. And you know, sometimes you have to regroup and see where you're at. So I'm not trying to come at you guys like an expert. I'm just trying to come at you guys from the supplement company side of things because I know what they look for and I know what negatives they see and I know what positive they, positives they look at. And I'm trying to get you guys to understand that just because you have a few followers, it doesn't mean automatically that you're going to make money. Now, 
The other aspect I want to discuss is how hard are you working? Because the companies see that. They see your videos. Are, are, are your videos all crap? Did you invest in a decent camera? Are you, do you have somebody helping you film? Do you have a microphone? Are you trying to work the lighting properly? Or are you just posting random stuff? Like, you have to look like you've invested some time. Do you have a blog? Do you have a YouTube page? Are you investing in putting out decent video? Are you writing blogs that people want to read? Do you have a website? Um, all these things show work ethic. Nobody really goes to websites anymore. Not a lot of people read blogs. YouTube is very popular now. Well, has been for a long time. But what I'm trying to say is, even if the medium in which you have worked on, like a blog or something like that, or a website is not getting a ton of traction, companies still want to know that you've thought of these things and you're willing to put in the work. Oh, look at this person. He's got, or she's got a website. They do a blog. They do a YouTube page. They have an Instagram and it's kept up to date and we can work with this person. Then they can say, okay, this person has a work ethic. They have value. They have intellectual and physical appearance. We can take this person, even if they only have 10,000 followers, and we can use that work ethic to grow them to 100,000 or 500,000 followers. So you have to give off a good first impression. Don't just have an Instagram page full of sneakers and nonsense. Try and plot out how am I going to capture their attention? How am I going to show them that I'm valuable? Can I show them that I have a work ethic by having more than just one part of social media, but I have writing abilities and I have speaking abilities? All these things matter, okay? So I just want to touch on these few things and let you guys know that nowadays, if you're trying to get sponsors, it's not about where you placed and it's not about how good looking you are. That's only a small piece of the puzzle. The very first thing they ask is, what does his social media look like? Or what does her social media look like? And that doesn't mean how many followers they have. They mean as a whole. How good is this person's social media? How hard are they working at it? Does it encompass everything? Or is it just one facet of what they're doing? And is it shit? Or are they actually investing their time to really try and make something of themselves? Even if they're not making something of themselves, they don't have a ton of interaction, are they trying? Because we can use that and we can use our marketing team to take that person's work ethic and grow it. But if you're not doing anything and your social media is you know, one median only, you're only on Instagram or only on Facebook and it's useless photos and you're not really doing anything any dramatic or look like you're trying to work at it. You're just like doing it because it's there and it's fun. Companies don't see value in that. They want to see, they want to see you put effort in and you took the initiative to try and really make something of your social media that's different from everybody else or the same but better. Like you've really honed it into something that you can call it your own. So guys, for all of you coming up, 
if you want my advice outside of training, the number one thing for you guys to work on outside of training and nutrition is work on your social media. And that doesn't mean just go buy a bunch of followers. It means take your time, hone your craft. Unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at it, nowadays it's not like bodybuilding was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Social media is here to stay and it's here and it's part of our life and it is part of bodybuilding because this is how companies make their money now. So they want to know that you are invested and you are worth their time and money. So just like you hone your bodybuilding craft, hone your social media craft if this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. On another note, guys, I got some new apparel in, uh, new hats. Check out Hostile.com, H-O-S-S-T-I-L-E. We have some new zip-ups going online soon. Uh, New hats went up yesterday. And uh, I appreciate the support and the listening that that you guys listen uh, on a weekly basis. I will try and get more uh, podcasts up with some new guests and, and some things in the works. So I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Until next week, sacrifice without regret and stay focused on your goals, guys. We'll be back.